Hello and welcome once again to the Sydney Survivor uh, podcast. The Orca Pod is back and we're here to discuss all things Sydney Survivor episode two. Um, it's going to be a short, a smaller group this time for the activities of the Orca Pod, but that's just going to get more time for some in-depth discussions. Max, unfortunately, is on a flight, so can't be with us. Annabelle is in New Zealand at a conference, potentially drunk. I think that could have made it even better, but still she's not available. Um, but I am joined once again, week off, but now back on the pod twice in one week is Jules. Welcome. Hey, excited to be here. We're finally getting some action. Are you as excited about my jacket as Danny is? I don't think anyone could be, but it's it's a pretty nice jacket. I will a bit. Thank you. Uh, I do try to please. I do try to bring some style here to the Orca Pod. Um, and uh, you know, it's a uh, it's. I don't know if it's symbolic of Amanda, like the Captain America shirt that I wore last week. But like, let's let's say it is for fun. Um, uh, Amanda will be joining us later, which is really exciting. I'm looking forward to catching up with her and seeing what her experience was like. Um, but I guess, uh, do you want to, let's, let's start with, with, a Amanda's gone. She may be on the edge extension. She may come back. Um, why don't we talk about, I know it was in the middle of the episode, but why don't we start off with John got voted out and we've seen a bit of him on edge of extension and he seems pretty salty about it. I mean, what first is take? isn't salty, but yeah, he was definitely, he was not happy to be the first one out. Um, he seemed to be like plotting for what happens if he gets back in the game, which, yeah, I would be too. What what odds, what odds do you give him to getting back in, in the game? I'm assuming they bring someone back at merge. So that's probably going to be, what, six or seven people. He might be in with a good chance. We don't know what the challenge is. We don't know who else is coming his way. I think if Merlene is on edge of extinction, he's got no chance. I think she's winning whatever the challenge is. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But I would, wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, advantages or something out there for him to find that might make it easier for him. The little egg he found could be anything. Could be nothing. It's nothing. It's a leftover egg from, like, the first challenge. You don't know. Why would he, why would he think that's anything? It could be something. He could at least pretend it's something. It's nothing. You really think it's well, something? I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him to be something. I think but it's yeah, nothing. Even if it is nothing and he pretends it's something, it could be an advantage for him. It's oh, what the, the one of the this leftover is, eggs. This is, this is the advantage in the battle back challenge. The egg. I don't know. It's not. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. An and I can't believe he thinks it is. I assume he doesn't. Okay, so I like that we got a bit him, a bit of him um, on the uh, on there, and then, but I guess we go back to his tribe, the ones that voted him out, um, and there's a bit. They of started discussion. by telling us the temperature. They they had to let us know it was one degree. Do we believe that? Is this for dramatic effect? I know what it these pretty, productions it was still are pretty like. Early in the morning, they all seem to be complaining about how cold it was. Maybe. Um. Yeah, but one degree. I'm not saying it's not cold. I'm just saying, are they? You know, like, like little little secret, little secret for you all. Spoilers, whatever. It's not spoilers, but spoiler for an episode that you've seen in Melbourne. That challenge that was the longest challenge they've ever had. The puzzle did not go for an hour. They just, really? they just I'd say it went oh, for wow. 33 minutes. Why say it went for an hour? Because it's for dramatic effect, and that's what I'm saying about the. But it's still the longest challenge ever. Like that's that's impressive. I just need to be. Yeah. Oh, it went for an hour. Oh, look at you no. guys. It just means you suck at puzzles. I know they're just making us look dumber than we were. Um, Danny was saying it's that cold. I'm not saying it was a cold, but you didn't have a thermometer out there. Thermometer? What's the thing that measures like? No, the thermometer or the um. I don't know. Barometer? Is that it? Barometer. No, that's wind. That's pressure. Anyway. Um, Why are we talking um, about that? Well how, well, how much pressure would the barometer be measuring in the the blue tribe? They've come back from tribal council. Um, there's a bit of – does it seem like everyone is sure 
that Lizzie cast the extra vote on Danny or do you think there's a little bit of uncertainty between some of them? I think most people seem to think Danny wasn't sure because TK was the one who threw out her name. So I think she thought maybe it was him. Everyone else seems to be saying, no, it's definitely Lizzie. Yeah. So, um, and they've grouped up. They seem happy to think Lizzie doesn't, I don't know if we got a confessional from her or we might have. Did she see that? Yeah, but was she concerned that she'd voted wrong? Does she see herself as the next target? She uh, she said that she was aligned with John and she did see him as someone she wanted to work with moving forward. But she also said that, in her mind, Danny's name was on the block because, like John, she wasn't getting to know people as well. I think that's a bad read by Lizzie. It, it looks like Danny's in with a group um, much more than she is. Yeah. Um, but Lizzie also said that, you know, she just needs to start ingratiating herself with the rest of the tribe, which is the best thing for her to be doing. Leah is annoyed that we've started at 9.30 because she's watching rugby league, but it's trash, so I don't know why we care. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 and also, what time are the Tigers playing? Um, now, the so we've got Lizzie feeling okay, but really she shouldn't. But she's got a swap now. Jump jump to the end. There's a swap. So she's in a different yeah. space. Um, everyone that was in a bit of trouble is now no longer in trouble. Um, well, it would be but... interesting because both tribes seem to be like a six plus one. Like Lizzie was yes. left out and Ethan was left out. So it would be interesting to see if one of them ends up in the majority, are they going to flip to the other side? Yeah, it would be a very interesting swap. Just jumping up, we're going we're gonna to jump around here. Did, did Ethan vote wrong? He voted for Leah. Oh, so he did vote wrong. Okay. Um, Though he thought the votes were going on to... He thought it was Shane being split on Leah. Leah is the backup in case Shane played an advantage. So he knew. Always didn't. He probably didn't think Leah was going. Um, No. And he did say he didn't want to vote her out. He may have still known about the the plan because... He was sitting on the end and Amanda was next to him and it seemed to happen at Tribal. So it... They might have wanted to include him, but it's a bit hard to, like, Amanda's here go, oh, sit back, Amanda. Uh, Ethan, we're going to vote for her. And I can't see them playing uh, an expectation that Amanda would have an advantage, but you do want to take that precaution if you could. So if Ethan was already throwing a vote on Leah, then there's no real point in getting him to change it because that protects everyone else in a scenario that an advantage is played. So it would make sense that he would have – either he, he didn't know about it or he did and uh he just kept it there anyway because he was always playing that Leah vote as a um as a backup and plus he told a few people he was doing that um and I think what's really important when you play these games to build trust is when you say I'm going to vote this way that you vote that way unless you are told that it's changing or you've been informed that it's going to be a different arrangement um you you vote the way you said. Otherwise, you come 100%. back, and next time people can't trust you for your vote because you're not. You can't be trusted to do the thing you said you were going to do. Yeah, completely agree. And he had said, "I don't want to vote for her, but I will." So he's showing the group that he's putting what everyone else wants above what he wants. So he's showing himself to be a really good ally. Except he was almost copying votes. <laughs> this is from like most of them. Seriously. Episode one, Danny's the decoy vote. Episode two, Ethan's the decoy vote. Why are you trying to kill off my podcast hosts? Like, I, I'm not I even sure if Ethan was a decoy. I think he was the vote. Like, I don't Which know if it was no Leah. makes no sense. It wasn't like, Leah. Well, no, the original plan seemed to be a split between Ethan and Shane. Shane having the, no, Ethan having the majority of the votes, even though they wanted to get Shane out. I don't think, they understood how a split is meant to work. It but was I just poorly think executed. It was it was never Leah. No, no, never Leah. It, it was Ethan until it swapped to Amanda, yeah. or potentially Shane. Um, well, well let, look, we've started with Tribal. That's that's how they do it in RHAP. Let's do it here too. Let's talk about the Tribal <laughs> and then bounce back. I actually have some live footage from Tribal of uh, Matthew Pitcher. He's been already been memed a lot this season with his uh, reaction to seeing Christy on the show. Yeah, exactly that. And he was doing it again at Tribal as the Amanda votes came out. Here is the uh, the live footage of him. I'll just show everyone there as he reacts to repeatedly Amanda <laughs> and then Amanda. Oh, and my God, then... I voted for her, but I can't believe there's votes. Amanda. like, <laughs> Are we surprised? 
like I, I in my you know cast assessment of Maddie thought yeah thought he's gonna be you know um honest and trustworthy and here he is just snaking Amanda as hard as he can and then just like fake acting his shock I'm Is surprised he, like, pandering in case she comes back from edge of extinction and he can be like I had no idea I don't know where the six votes for you came from yeah I don't I don't love a panda to be honest um no I I think I think it's insulting and I think people figure it out you know um yeah. I think people take the time and figure it out Look, you know, I know everyone loves to talk about uh, me talking about my orgs, but I did it once in an org when we were down to final six and uh, it was a different sort of game style. But it, I obviously had done this person wrong and I tried to tell her that I had not. And then she got tired of me gaslighting me and blocked me on the message program, which I didn't the host knew you could do. And then I had to take the fight into the public to like, you know, try and get resolution. But it was stupid because she was. It was gonna be figured out, and I think the fact was she actually started believing me that it wasn't me for like maybe ten minutes or something, and then talked to somebody else. And then um, once she realised that I'd been lying to her about it, it was ten times even worse, worse than exactly. me actually doing it and not owning up. You are much better off owning up to it, but blaming someone else. Just being like, look. The vote changed at tribal. I didn't know what to do. I wrote your name down. I wish I hadn't. I wanted to keep you. That is going to appeal to her a lot better, that honesty, than this fake panda, which she's going to pick up on. As soon as someone else from that red tribe goes to Edge of Extinction, they're going to be like, yeah, Matt knew about it. Everyone knew about it except for Ethan. Matt, Matt yeah, Danny says own your uh, shadiness. Exactly. Um, and exactly, they're going to find out and – he was part of the chain. So we were discussing this. What actually happened here? So we think they've come in with a plan. Let's go. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the tribal plan. And it's all in reverse. All right. Um, yeah. They come in with the tribal plan to potentially vote Shane out to remove his advantage. Of course, Shane then finds another advantage. Who well, needs... apparently looking for his gloves. Who Do we needs... buy that? No, no, but frankly, like Shane's clearly just wandering off and not chatting with anyone. <laughs> and who needs honestly, allies when you've got all the advantages? Who needs allies when you've got advantages? And then the oh, I got to do my like karate moves from like hang on. He's yes. saying no glove, no love. Come on, Shane. No glove. If the if the glove fits, you must acquit. Um, the the Chewbacca defense. Uh, now the if he finds the advantages and then has the the cojones to not play them. Uh, obviously can't play the legacy advantage in this one, but not play the idol when he's clearly a target. Do we think he knows he's a target or do we think no. that um, <laughs> you think he's blissfully unaware? Blissfully unaware. As he's walking into tribal, they had the confessional of him being like, oh, no, no way am I going to play it tonight. Like he'd already decided he wasn't going to play it at the first vote. Yeah, I don't think he has any idea. He doesn't even know everyone's name. How is he meant to have made allies? <laughs> he knows the name of his beloved idols, though, of which he has two of well, them. Well, yeah. He probably so, knows Freddie's name. Yes, the the immunity um uh little immunity idol, the tiny, it was, little, yeah. tiny little immunity item. Um, the, my immunity uh, idol here, I think, is bigger. Hang on, there, mine's bigger than that tribe's. <laughs> what is that from? Apparently, it's from David versus Goliath. It's got season thirty-seven underneath it, but that that looks very official. I hope you paid a lot of money for that on eBay. It was a gift, um, because <laughs> people know me well. It doesn't even have a Survivor logo on it. That's absolutely just like, you know, someone's bought that. Was, That's a knockoff. That's nothing. But it looks better than that tribal immunity, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And as, as Shane says, it's not about the uh, size that counts. It's how you use it. And it'll be interesting that to see true. how he uses his idols. So he chooses not to play one here. There's a lot of discussion mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Malise, they didn't talk to anyone <laughs> because he was too busy talking to production about all of his advantages, which he has very, very many of them. So notwithstanding Shane's, this is a really interesting situation. So notwithstanding he has an advantage that no one really knows about uh, and is wandering off looking for other advantages instead of building social or strategic connections, he still doesn't end up as a likely person to get a majority votes at this tribal council. I think no. what we've got here, is a tribe of people that are looking to overplay. 
this is a hot mess tribe. Like these are over. Yeah, there's everyone who's so excited to play, and it's a it's a tribe of CKs. Yeah, well, you know, and and there's there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Like Ethan, I can do that. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, they're all keen to make a move instead of making yeah. a sensible move, and then which is take like put the majority of votes on the guy with the advantage. Obviously, yeah, even when they when they discussed the vote split, they had four on Ethan and three on Shane. If if you are trying to split votes because you're worried someone has an idol, you need to put the majority of votes on the person with the idol. It's Absolutely. it doesn't work otherwise. Absolutely, because otherwise you've achieved nothing. Like okay, okay, they play their idol. The only thing you're doing is giving them a bit of a womp womp sad trombone because yeah. their idol didn't actually save them. Like they didn't need to play it. But then That's if they don't you're... play it, they go back to camp going, "Oh shit, I'm next." But hey, I've got an idol. I just uh, say something while I write to Amanda to tell us when we're going to be on. <laughs> oh, okay. And the, and the other thing I want to get your thoughts on, uh, it, do you think it is a good idea to do a big vote split this early? Like if you're doing a proper 4-3, if they're gone that way and they, just say they've done it properly where Ethan gets the three votes, that, that's sending a pretty bad message to Ethan that, hey, you're next. You know, if they wanted to put one or two votes on him, that's probably a good idea. Um, and that way afterwards you can be like, oh, yeah, Amanda wasn't in on it, Leah wasn't in on it, whoever. You can bring him back in. But if he's part of a split, it's pretty clear you're not in, we want you out next. Yeah, well, look. So I don't know if it's, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, it's it's a dangerous, splitting votes on your early tribe is a dangerous precedent to set for when you ultimately swap you are already setting someone up to want to flip immediately because they were copying votes on prior tribal councils. Um, now, I wouldn't anticipate a tribal uh, a swap after two, which they seem to be getting. So it's not the worst thing to do on a first vote, especially if you're splitting on Shane, who everyone actually knows has an advantage, like it seems like everyone's pretty sure they saw him or someone saw him or, and he's otherwise wandering around looking for stuff. So if he's your target, then I do think, I think what they ultimately did in the end was the right move. It's just, yes. they weren't working it out at, they got it at the last minute. And what they did was take out someone that didn't have an advantage that hadn't looked for advantages and that no one felt particularly close enough to of the larger group to worry about removing her from from the group. Um, so and no no one's feathers are, are too ruffled. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think you know, if you are going to do a vote split this early because you are worried about an idol, it doesn't need to be a full half the tribe though. Is more what I'm trying to say. Like I think you tell Shane that the vote is Ethan. One other person throws their vote on Ethan just in case, and that's all you need to do. And that's enough of a vote to convince him that, you know, oh, this person who voted for you, they're not in with us, but you're part of our group. You know, it's and it's like what they did. They he could convince they could convince him that it's the same situation that's happened on Blue. No, you're right, and that's um, what Ethan was actually trying to do with his Leah play. Yeah, he was saying exactly. that he and I think Maddie P were going to vote for Leah, and everyone else could vote for Shane. Um, and that was like their strategy. So like Ethan had the right idea there. Um, but ultimately there's a group now, apparently, and now because we're doing reverse, I read this somewhere, maybe on the Facebook post for our page um, or somewhere else, but I read somewhere that Joseph had a go at Leah for stuffing up the puzzle. Yeah, look, after the challenge, he did it say... Didn't, it, didn't some, make the edit. it didn't make the edit, but he had a go at okay. it. Okay. After the challenge, he did say, he had a confessional where he said that he never wanted to put himself in a hero role, and he went and did that. Um, but then he said he used what I think is his favourite phrase, plausible deniability. He clearly doesn't know how to use that phrase because that's the incorrect use of it. But I think what he was trying to say is he was going to throw her under the bus. So I'm guessing that's what he eventually did. If, if he's, like, having a go at her in public was actually a fake out. Um, I don't look as all evidence to me on Melbourne Survivor to the contrary. I actually don't think that's a very good move. 
Uh, I think starting an argument with someone, calling someone out for a poor performance uh, in front of the group, if that's what he did, and that's what this comment made it sound like he did, is never a good decision. I think that's a way to make you one of the two targets. Oh, these two have got beef. They both were on the puzzle. Let's split split there. Um, I guess why we're, we're going in a bit of a reverse order. It's like a time-traveling event. We could do the challenge because we're talking oh, about the puzzle. Um, There's now, so many issues with this challenge. Well, one of the issues is that there was basically half of a tribe did nothing. They stood like, there and waited for someone to come and they could hand them the piece. Danny at least pushed Luke back in the direction that he needed to go in. Did literally nothing. They also, why were it. they standing in like a baseball diamond? Like why couldn't they be spread out throughout the field? Why couldn't he have had to go to one and then come back? Why did he get to do everyone in a loop? Uh, there was Danny saying they were callers. Well, everyone was a caller? Who was a caller? I think the idea of a caller is that you have one and then it does put them in that hero role and they've got to, usually they've got to direct multiple people that are blindfolded. Do you know what a word, do you know why this, I can give you multiple ways we can make this more interesting. What if everyone was blindfolded? So the person with the puzzle and the person trying to get to them and you're both like trying to come to me and they've got to follow your voice. Yeah. That could be more interesting. That would be good. Um, See, we've already come up with a few ways to improve this challenge. And and then of course the puzzle. Uh, I'm sorry. Which, how old are your children? Uh, I have a five year old and eight year old. But they've your been five doing year old pu- could have easily done that puzzle. A three year old could have done that puzzle. They, yeah. They have these puzzles for kids. This is a kids puzzle where not only are the shapes drawn, but the colors are even there to to match up the picture. It was basically a coloring in, but with puzzle pieces. Like now, they they could have taken away that bottom board bit and just make them solve the puzzle without it that's a good call i feel like they i feel like even with the cheat code underneath it they took too long yeah danny's saying her son would have slayed that puzzle yeah uh do you do you think that um like i still think they took too long like they did it's because there's two of them doing it and often two people trying to do a small puzzle actually makes it harder yeah, I'd be like, because get like, out of my face. I'm solving the puzzle. It needs to be one person just going bang, 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 bang. I think another way they could have solved it. Um, I am also... Who sat oh, just, out? Just, just, I, okay, so there were extra people that sat out, obviously three in one and two on the other. Um, uh, so who were our sit-outs? We didn't really get to see. No, nah, I glazed over who was like... They, didn't, they only really made a focus of like Luke and the other person that was doing the actual... Walking. Luke and Merlene. Yeah. Um, and then the puzzles. Uh, Shane is complaining about our armchair coaching. We've played Survivor. This isn't armchair coaching. This is like color commentary from like pros. Thank you. Go and watch Melbourne 3, which you're clearly not watching, Shane. Yeah, Thanks. Shane. Also, we're, we're, we're all having mind. an issue with the construct of the challenge rather than your actual playing of it. Yes, we're coaching and correct. We're also we've been coaching the whole time though. But I mean, now we're co- now we're coaching the production's choice of puzzle. Um Ethan had an also, idea. Yes, go. That I, these are these passed on to me. I, I should have just claimed as my own. Another sure. great way of doing this puzzle would have been for the puzzle makers to be blindfolded and had someone tell them how to solve it, given the answer was right there in front of them. So they could have been like, Oh, you gotta pick up that block, put it here. But I think to give some understanding to the production, um, I think that what they are doing here was making a very quick challenge because they are trying to fit in a whole day of Survivor, um, uh, a, whole, a whole game of Survivor, 16 people, an Edge of Extinction style comeback at some point in a single day. Um, yeah, so- I, I think all the challenges are going to be very, very short and yeah. they, they have to be. Yeah. It's, you know, a whole day, a whole game in 12 hours. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's what Eli is saying. So there. It, it very much is a situation where you think, and I think all the ways we're suggesting would actually made it really interesting. But in the end of the day, does anyone watch Survivor for the challenges, even real Survivor? Um, Maybe your and kids. And the answer is that. What? Maybe your kids do. I haven't shown my kids Survivor. 
kind of parent are you? Oh, uh, well, tell them straight away. Yeah, well, my wife's a little bit concerned about like the the lying and the deceptiveness. Ah, and they yeah, certainly, fair. They, and they certainly haven't watched me in Melbourne because um, <laughs> they'll be like, what the hell is up with our father? Um, yeah. But Why does I, everyone I hate like, him? I think the problem is also I'll be like, okay, kids, this is really important to me. So we're going to start with Borneo. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They need to be a little bit older for that. Boring as hell. But no, actually. I agree. I, I, I. I'm not interested in the challenges on Survivor. I think it's a it's a way to break up the episode, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, TK, my bro, uh, my actual real life brother, says it was a good way to form relationships cross tribe. When they yeah, were well, stand- I was excited when I saw Danny and Ethan standing next to each other. I'm like, oh, is this where it happens? Yes. Yeah, so, well, she's saying she approached Ethan about his advantage and what he did with it. Did he tell and- you what it was? Um, I, I wonder if it, yeah. Hey, hey, bro, how you doing? How's mom? Um, the uh, Shane says I don't watch Survivor because I don't evident. watch. <laughs> we, were, we were aware, Shane. Of the man with, of... with two advantages doesn't watch Survivor. Do you, Shane? I don't know if your fellow cast members told you this, but I can guarantee you that all of the super fan cast members that you're playing with were so annoyed that you have these advantages and they have nothing like it's every survivor fans dream to find an idol <laughs> advantage. and you for you you basically could have actually found your gloves and you would have been equally excited um well, shane's there to show his kids uh how how to play how to be a man how to how to tough something out i don't know that's gonna be the gist um i wonder is shane seeing as shane's kids watching uh him play this or is he uh keeping it hidden like i did from my children what do we think i I reckon shane's showing his kids i I mean it seemed like that was kind of the point of him playing so i'd say he's showing them we don't know how old do we know how old his kids are well he's got three so one of them's gonna have be like a reasonable age yeah like yeah i reckon he's showing them yeah okay so they lose that challenge um Yeah, so they lose the challenge. They go back to tribal council. We've discussed the plans. They go to the plans. Um, the, they they have all the worst plans until they get to tribal council and somebody, somebody, and we're not sure who, changes the plan on the fly. I don't think I've ever seen this happen uh, in the LRG. I don't think I've ever seen this happen in an episode of Real Survivor, other than when everyone's getting up and talking to each other and whispering to each other, which, fun fact, is generally discouraged on LRGs just due to the lack of microphones, um, that basically it would be bad footage and nothing would get captured if everyone was whispering whispering to everyone. So um, it doesn't normally happen. Danny's saying it was Leah. It, It did look to me like it was Leah. Um, so, you seem to think it was Matt. Well, I saw Matt, and, and maybe I missed part of the conversation, but I saw Matt talk to Merlene, who I think was on his left, and then talk to the person who was on his right. It looked to me like it started with Leah. She had Shane on one side, told him, and then turned to Joseph on her other side, and then he kind of passed it down the line. Yeah. That's how it looked to me. Um Melina's saying, yeah, it was Leah. They told me, and she told Matt, and then Matt told Jazz, who was next to... Um, so, to me, that says that Leah is a dangerous player. If she could change a vote at Tribal, that is scary. I would watch out for her. It's it's interesting, everyone's saying it, it, Joseph was very involved in it. Um, if Joseph was having a go at Leah, was that a complete, like plan between them was it a, a fake out I, they seem I, pretty tight so yeah. i would i would say it was a planned one interesting i don't recommend the fake fight stuff or the fake we're not working together stuff because i think ultimately you end up saying too much stuff and then it comes back to you and even though you say oh we had permission to like say nasty things about each other and throw each other out um you start wondering how much of it is actually like legit 
particularly when it all cuts coming back to you. So um, uh, I don't recommend that approach if that's what was going on. But it worked here. I think Amanda got blind. That must have been a brutal blind side because, like, John, for example, knew he was probably getting some votes. Maybe he doesn't think he's getting all the votes, but he's getting some votes. But no one would have told Amanda that you're a target or you might Amanda get a thought vote. there was a completely different plan happening. It's because there was a completely different plan. Exactly. <laughs> so, it changed. So she would actually have, have had no idea. And she would feel, I, it would be good to get her on because I reckon when she comes on, I reckon, yes, Amanda will be joining us soon. Um, I think Amanda would be uh, just devastated because you'd feel like all these people lied to you, which they did, and that's part of the game. But when no one's actually, like, you'd think, like, they all kept it from you. Yeah. You know, you'd think, oh, I thought Jazz or, you know, Malene or whoever Amanda thought she was close with would have told me that maybe I was a target. And Well, she did seem tr- to be, it seemed to be a three with her, Jazz, and Malene. And Malene in her voting confessional said, I don't want to vote for you, but this is the plan. Yeah. So, you know, whereas if that had happened during the strategy talk time, then, you know, she would have said, hey, you might be copying a vote. We're going to try and do something about it. Or you you might be copying a vote. Do you have an advantage? Um, You know, without any of that, obviously the the Tigers game is over and uh, she snailed it. Now, I don't know (laughs) if that's the rugby or her entrance or the fact that she destroyed this tribal council with an incredible pull, one of the most incredible at tribal votes I've seen in Survivor, including the real show, but definitely in an LRG. Um, and, you know, Merlene's trying to justify her savage betrayal of Amanda here by saying she was collateral damage. Everyone just knowing me. Like, no, yeah, like, no one wants to be out of the majority. Um, but you also could have voted for Ethan, I guess, if you wanted to save her once Leah, Joseph, Shane had turned. It's still 5-3, but I guess that goes to the point you've made Jules, that um, you don't want to be splitting that much on a first vote. No. And it, it Sorry, looked like Leah initiated the vote because Amanda had been telling everyone what to do. And I don't think you can tell Leah what to do. I think she does what she wants. Leah's, Leah is is coming across as one of the uh, the best characters. Um, oh. on, I was watching season. with Annabelle and she was loving her. Oh, did you you watching with Annabelle? What, like live or something? I'm interested by this. Yeah, this Maddie story. P had a little a little thing. A, a watch party, yeah. Yeah. Where was my invite? Were you gonna come to Brunswick? Probably not, but doesn't mean I wouldn't well, like to go. be invited. You know, like it's nice to get an invite once in a while, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Next time I'll make sure you're on the guest list. Thank you. Uh, and I'm incredibly disappointed, but anyway. Um, so I guess we've covered the tribal. We've covered the challenge. We've covered Shane finding more idols. Um, and I guess what we haven't covered is our friends in the, in blue. Um, mm. They've come back from their council. They're trying to work it out. Um, they are desperate to win the challenge, which they ultimately do win. So, but- uh, TK came to be claiming credit for for John being the vote. He said something about, oh, everyone wanted Christy, but I didn't want her out. I was like, okay, this is your move, around. Would you okay. expect any less from my brother than no. just to play moves that, uh, you know. Absolutely not. <laughs> that maybe you only had a passing, a passing. In fact, considering he's the one that uh, threw out Danny in the first place, he really just got on board with the John vote more than anyone. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but there's nothing like claiming a vote. Was he claiming it? Refresh me. Was he claiming it to the camera or was he claiming yeah. it to the in, yeah. to, in a confessional? But, he was saying, Oh, everyone wanted Christy, but I didn't want that. Are you, you gotta you gotta love the uh you gotta love the cast member that lies to the audience, or is he just that delusional that he thinks I think that's Colin what... B. <laughs> he is truly a Kelly. That's how we roll, you know? Yeah. Um, such is life. They seem to be on, on the blue tribe, they did seem to be a little four-person. I don't know if it's an alliance or just four people chatting, but Sam, Michelle, Christy, Danny, they we look call, like they might be a four. We called out that four last episode. That's what I think is the four. 
It looked like TK was in it last week. I'm not sure if he is in it this week. I think TK is a convenient fifth number for them. Yeah. And I think I, I love this four working together. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, I think he's a convenient uh, fifth. I think that he he's a good fifth to have because he's going to feel like he's tighter with Sam and maybe they think they've got someone else or maybe it's like there's Danny and Michelle and then there's Sam and TK and Christy sort of in the middle is probably how they're sort of looking at it. But I don't think yeah. it's really that at all. TK's just a perfect fifth. And I think Sam would cut him as soon as he had to. But equally, um, he doesn't need to know that he's fifth. And once you get swapped, maybe he's actually a tight three with you now. Like plenty of good options yeah, exactly. there. I think, and the thing about uh, Luke as a player, um, he strikes me as someone that in a swap situation, and I know we're now talking about swap because there is a swap and you wouldn't have actually expected a swap this soon. But in a swap situation, he would be loyal to his like OG group. It gives me 100%. that vibe. So he, you he already had have... a confessional about it. Um, I think it was after the challenge. He had a confessional saying that, you know, he thinks that because it's going to be a quickly moving game, he thinks everything, uh, everyone's going to go down tribal lines and that's what he's planning to do. So, yeah. I think Boring. Please don't do that, Luke. Boring. <laughs> just because no. he's going to do that doesn't mean everyone else is. No one likes it for gonging, all right? Like, just make it exciting. Um, I have a feeling this season is going to be chaos and I'm yeah. here for it. But he's he's not the guy kind of guy that you need to have had like a bazillion strat chats with to make sure that you're locked in in a swap or a One vote. would probably be enough. Be like, hey, um, we're working together? Yeah, cool, sweet, bro. All right. Yeah, well, I didn't mention this on, on my um, uh, interview for Melbourne this week, but Max and I aligned off a nod. Off a nod. Off a nod. Okay. And Luke strikes me as the kind of guy you could do the same. So um, when we had the meeting bit, like they had a meeting bit, we weren't allowed to talk, but you could look at each other. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I gave him a nod. So sort of like, you know, that's called up nod, the man up nod. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, he gave me one in turn. And then like later on, he's like, I'm, I'm with you. You and me like to the end. I'm like, yeah, of course. Okay, we, I tried we, to we, do that. We locked, it, we locked it in with the nod. We don't even need to verbalize this. I tried to do that. I made eye contact in my LRG uh, before it started. That person had a very bad first impression of me. Apparently, I had my resting bitch face on. Uh, so that didn't work for me. Yeah, well, you just didn't get the nod right. Like, you know, maybe you did more of like a... Well, there's the male different. up nod. What's the female equivalent? Can we, can we do I don't, that? I don't know. Do, do females do the up nod? I don't know. Do Have we? you seen blokes do that? The, you know, like that to each other? Yeah, I know what the up nod is. Yeah. It's a it's a male thing. It's some sort yeah, of like okay. you know. Oh um, uh, yeah, I didn't really do an. I was trying to do some eye contact of sort of like I didn't want to be like yeah we'll work together. But, you, but, like, but you're overplaying with your eye contact there. Uh, <laughs> you're overplaying. You're being too. Being oh, Danny's saying the nose scrunch. Yeah, you you're being too assertive in like your uh, facial expressions and scaring people off. In That's the social look. Context. I am pretty scary. <laughs> um. So we've got Luke, and uh, he's in that group. So I don't. I think Christie's still playing really, really well. I I really like how they did this episode, where you know, first episode had such uh, a focus. I feel on Christie, which absolutely made sense. And um, she was the episode you know, her tribal. tribal tribe went to tribal as well, so that assists in what they were doing. But I felt that. Um, Oh, Matthew Pitcher's here. Sorry. Were you here earlier, Matthew Pitcher? Did you see my live coverage of you at Tribal Council? If I think you, you should you know, play it again anyway, even if you saw it. Um, I have to hang on. For, for in case Matthew missed it, um, this was the live, the live moment of you at Tribal Council. Just give me a second. I'm, well, uh, look, I'm obviously making a bit of time here while we wait for Amanda. Um, hold on. Uh, this is He's saying the Smize Alliance. I love that. That that was Matthew Pitcher live at Tribal Council. Oh, he did. Speak your who. Yeah, he got it. Yeah. I love that moment for you, mate. It's 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 iconic. I have a message from Amanda. Let's see what's going on with her. Um, um, I'm just going through my notes to oh, see if there's anything yes. else that we haven't discussed. Um, oh, did you see Danny skipping back from the challenge after they won? The skipping? She was full on like, like, full on like skipping. Yay, we won! 
Well, there's nothing like winning a challenge. Like you, especially you know, when you've just been the the target. Oh, and cop votes. Yeah, like yeah. Um, oh, and I don't know do if you, you know this about Danny. She is really competitive. I don't think that I know she's very competitive. <laughs> uh, I wonder if she thought she was going to go. I don't think she would have thought she was going to go. Nah, nah, she was good. Um, and who it's do you still, think? It is nerve wracking getting a vote. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly the, the first. Like, no one wants to be the first boot. It's no. it it sucks. I haven't felt that, but I could just imagine. Um, I not- haven't felt that, but I felt being a very early boot, and that sucks too. I felt having my name come up at the first tribal. That it's, okay. it's unnerving. All right, so um, Amanda is with us. Uh, I'm just going to bring her in now. I'm really excited to everyone in the chat seems very excited to get Amanda's perspective. She's been watching, she says, so she's heard all our comments. Um, and it'd be really great to bring her in. And here comes Amanda. Hello. Hey guys. Hi. Hashtag blindside. I love it. It was a massive blindside. How shocked were you to see that happen? Actually, when when Eli was lifting up the the uh, votes from the from the vase, you can actually see all the all the votes have Amanda on the behind it, so I could see I already had like three or four, so I already knew. That's why I was smiling the whole time as it was reading out. But um, you know, I just feel I was very confident with what we were doing, and I knew Ethan would not have um been in that. So obviously, felt like crap. Um, you know, and, and it is what it is. You know, fair enough. Um, I think Leah had that the plan of doing that for you know. Like, like she said in the in her um, testimonial that or confessional, she wanted to you know do, make some action, and I reckon that's what exactly what she wanted to do. Anytime she what? was in, in in tribal, and that, that's that's what I felt. Yeah. Why do you think? And look, um, obviously, we know there's edge of extinction in play. You're going to edge of extinction. You may come back in the game. We don't want to know about that. About what happens from there on. But you know, you can talk a bit about what you might have heard after the game or throughout to get us a better understanding of what happened. In terms of, did Leah have a particular issue with you? Did you not have a relationship, or did she see you as an easy option for the move that she wanted to make? Um, there was a bit. There was a, a few times where we were able to all bond and talk to each other, and I felt like you know I try to put. A bit of effort onto everyone and obviously my main focus my main alliance that i was wanted to focus on was with jazz and, and merlene yeah, um and i just wanted to um obviously try and at least have you know conversations here and there with everyone and, and you can see that i had a few a, a bit here and there with shane it was a bit difficult with shane because um he was just kind of hanging around the back in the corner here and there and just doing his own thing i think he felt a bit a bit outside of the group but he, he, he like you know he came in here and there but you know I, I felt like I chatted with everyone um with Leah um I could tell she was a lot younger than me um so the the connection there was probably a bit more like there was a bit more distance um from that um and and she seemed very interested in other people so I, I kind of gauged that already uh, when I was when I was first meeting with her did were you you just mentioned that you were close with um, Merlene and with Jazz, and that was the impression that we had from the first episode. Yeah, was did it did it really hurt? Did it really cut to have them just vote you out right there? Did you feel like you'd been duped a bit? Yeah, I felt like I had a lot of questions. Um, I was very angry. Um, I'm sure you saw in my exit. Um, you know, very angry, very bitter. Uh, still, probably am. Yeah, I felt a bit sick after watching it again. On, on Monday, on Sunday, but you know, I just felt like th- there could have been a multitude of, of reasons as to why things happened that way. Um, you know, being put on the spot last minute, kind of like not having the chance to to discuss uh, why and and you know why are we changing it, you know this and that. that I think that of, it played a lot of um, on their minds as well, um, and they just kind of went, okay, everyone's doing it, so we're doing it, you know. So it is it is what it is, you know. Fair play. Um, you know, it's, it's part of the game, and and you know, like, like they all say, get out of blindside. That's the best way to get out, right? It, it <laughs> is, it but is. Really. But <laughs> I don't know, like, if it's the best way when you've been blindsided by the two that people way. that you felt really close to. Like, yeah. if if the votes were five three 
you you'd probably be like oh okay like they got me right the other five got me um and if your people had stuck with you then it would have been four three one i guess so you you go anyway um so from their point of view um you know they they save their games uh in a way in terms of like just voting with the majority however the and i and i can see myself in their shoes making that decision if i was given some time to think about it like before the tribal but to to just um switch it on the word coming down the line like how do you trust that like i don't know how they can ever trust that you know like well, just because the person next to me told me we're actually voting a man now whose name has not been said the entire strategy chat time. How, how I, I can't see how Jazz and Malene just jump onto that plan thinking it's the actual plan with any certainty. Did you wonder that yourself? I honestly feel like they just heard it and then they went, okay, we're doing it. Um, I'm not saying that inexperience comes to play. Um, I'm saying that there's a lot of, you know, they, they were all, you know, it was early in the morning. They were all probably really nervous about what's happening. They didn't want to be first boot. And that, that, that obviously that um, that idea of being first boot played in their minds as well. Oh, I better listen. They look genuine at the time. I can't talk to Amanda. She's over there. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm look, I can see Merlene staring at me. And I'm not sure if you, as soon as Matt, told Merlene and or Merlene was telling her and she was, they were looking at each other. I saw straight away something was up, but I couldn't go over there. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. I probably could have, but I saw straight yeah. away. That's what I was saying in the confessionals. I saw looks and I knew oh, yeah. something was happening. So you think this happened before the tribal council? No, this happened during. Oh, you saw the looks in the tribal council. Yeah, I saw the looks during. So you, if you see, if you can see the, the, um, the voiceover with Matt and, and Merlene, I'm looking over and I can see Merlene rocking back and forth, looking at me and doing these these kind of yeah. things. And I saw in, that entirely and I knew, saw them mouthing at each other and I was like, something is going on mm. and I can't do anything about it, right? Like, I'm not going to go yeah. in there, hey, like, you know, don't vote for me or whatever. I knew something was happening. So Yeah, I, I, the only thing you can do is, like, be suddenly, hang on a minute, What's what are you guys talking about? What is going on here? Because you've got to have... Um, faith and and trust in your alliance and if suddenly yeah. in the middle of tribal council you're suddenly doubting them verbally then that's the worst thing you could do in terms of showing that faith yeah um, and, and had- also like Ethan had an advantage and we all suspected that um you know that shane had one as well or had had you know whatever it was i just felt like it was a no-brainer to to just get shane out to get Ethan out and for Ethan to to verbally say, "Hey, I got this. I don't know how to play with it," I saw right through that. You know how to play with it. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You're just saying it just to try and sway it off you. Hundred percent. I knew he would not have played it. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let's go four four three, because I knew yeah. Ethan would have done whoever whoever he would have done. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then you know we, it, he would have been easy. And then if he did play it, then Shane would have gone. So your your, your friend Merlene says here. Uh, I knew Leah had issues with Amanda asking her to be the decoy vote, and I didn't want to lose Leah as she was my connection to Joseph. That's Malene sort of looking at all her relationships here um, and connecting them. Uh, so she's saying that you were throwing out this Leah decoy, um, and and that's part of Pat's why it came back on you. Do, do you so, agree with that assessment? So what happened at, at um, when we were back at camp? Um, was that we're like, okay, let's do four, three, let's, let's get, um, Ethan out. And then, you know, Shane will be second. So we have to come up with someone that we're telling them that we're voting as, as opposed to them. Right. So we're like, who, who can we do? And then I was like, well, let's look back at the challenge, you know, who stuffed up the challenge. Right. And then we were were talking about the challenge or at at the end of the day, end up puzzle, this and that. And then, and then I was like, Leah, like, you know, I was looking around and then Leah was looking at me and I was kind of like, well, do you, do you want to, do you mind if we go on you or like, can we go on you? And then she's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. So with her saying that, maybe I took a little grain of salt and should have probably said myself, you know? Yeah. Um, Like it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but, uh, 
you don't want to be the decoy, particularly when there's all these advantages floating around. But the per- no one else wants to be told they're the decoy any either, because you just basically told them you're they're basically expendable to you. Yeah, like if you think about it, yeah, like if I thought about it a bit more, I probably would have done it differently. Obviously, um, you know, the only like I didn't want anyone to be out. My my vision was purely Shane or Ethan, just because Shane played that. You know, sorry, Ethan said the idol the advantage thing, and then we was just I was just kind of like, mate, I read you like a book. Let's get you out. Like that's it, you know. And and I just saw it as a no brainer. I thought it was a mutual decision from everyone. And, you know, it is what it is. There's a comment from from Eli here that says, there was a scene which didn't make the edit for obvious reasons that Joseph blames Leah for the challenge loss. Now, I have no idea what these obvious reasons are because that sounds like a fantastic scene, so more clarity, please. But were you there for this situation where Joseph was blaming Leah? Were you around when that happened? I don't think I was physically there. Yeah. Um, but I heard, heard about it? I heard through someone that, oh, you know, Leah did stuff up the challenge or something like that. Looking back at the video on Sunday, why were you wearing gloves doing a puzzle? Like, well, it was I, one degrees, wasn't it? Like, degree. everyone was, doesn't matter. The fingers you, were going to fall off. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's a challenge. You know, we're playing a game and it doesn't matter. You know, if I had to go naked running down the road, I will. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I, I was I was so far away. We were so distant in our bases. I didn't know what was happening. So I'm I'm over there chilling, chatting with TK, chatting strategy when we do merge, and then you know, oh, it's done. Like we're looking at it, like oh, yeah, we, we're done. We lost. Oh, okay, and we walk back, and we couldn't see anything. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what the puzzle looked like. Yeah. Do you? Now I was making some jokes about Matthew Pitch's shocked Pikachu at the tribal council. Given that you knew you could see the votes and saw there was a five or six abandons there, how did you feel about Matt Pitch's uh, shocked Pikachu reaction to a vote? He obviously knew what was I going on. I turned around and I was like, whatever, you all collectively <laughs> voted for me. And then realized, like, do you have anything to say? I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then that's yeah. why they all laughed. And then, yeah, see you later. <laughs> Sorry. Did you, um, now coming into this, sorry, I'm just saying, the karate moves the last one. Um, did you, um, Malene says, mad respect, uh, Amanda, you knew what was going on. Um, the, I, I, What's your relationship with Survivor? Are you a big sort of super fan? Are you? Um... Yeah, I, I am actually. I've probably started watching Survivor probably about six, seven years ago, but I watch everything that's out now. Yeah. I haven't really gone back just because, like, I've just been really busy with life. I play badminton yeah. three times a week and poker for, like, kind of full time. As well oh, as work. Oh, did so, you tell, did you tell everyone on the on the cast that you are a you know semi pro poker player? Or did you keep no, that secret? No, I have secret? not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the thing they they always hide. You hide if you're a cop. You hide if you're a lawyer, and you hide if you're a poker player. Yeah, apparently. so I was a security guard as well. Wanted to be a cop and FBI agent, or like you know a, a, um, AFP, APT, yeah. you know whatever it was. Um, so I did all that stuff, and you know private investigator. You know I did all that stuff, but yeah. I'm a, I'm no longer a real estate agent. Um, so but I work in the real estate industry as a recruiter at the moment. Yeah. So how excited were you to see? Had you watched Christie's season? Yeah, I have, seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. So yeah. how excited were you to see Christie there? Could you could you believe that? Were you shocked? I wasn't because I knew she lived in like you know I knew I knew yeah I wasn't shocked. Um, to be fair, I wasn't a fan of the season. Um. <laughs> Well, no one was until she saved it with the most incredible final travel council. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But um, I didn't recognise her because I got there a bit later. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, Christy, Christy, Christy. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't recognise her. <laughs> I mean, perfect. Later, if you... I could have been good if you could play together. Like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, my God. Yeah, and then was, yeah. that was fun. I, I didn't have any interactions with her besides the initial hello because um, like, I didn't make a merge, obviously. Um, but, you know, may may have come back to an extinction and then we all had that, you know, yeah. I won't talk about it. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have much of an interaction with her until um, after, you know, yeah. yeah. What about Jules? Do you have any questions for Amanda about her experience? You, you've answered the main thing I wanted to ask, which was, yeah, were you aware of the whispering going on around you? Um, I want to know, how long did you have between the challenge and going to tribal? It's like 15, 20, probably. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, from from what we saw, it looked like it was chaos the whole time. 
Is that how it really was? Yeah, it was. Um, I was trying to be everywhere. That's why you kind of saw me pop in um, and said, what are we doing? Are, are we happy? You know, so I was just popping in, checking on Shane, checking on Ethan, just to make sure they were comfortable. And, um, you know, it was pretty chaotic, but we were all kind of within the same vicinity, like a little small park. Um, so, yeah, like we all, we all had the time to make, to, to obviously discuss what we wanted to do, I feel. Um, however, if the, if it was a longer um, day, I think people would have kind of bonded a bit more and, and kind of, you know, I think it was very rushed in that sense where we couldn't connect fully. Um, you could only find one or two to connect fully with, but not even fully still. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, there was something else that I've forgotten. Come back to me. Did you have a good experience nonetheless? I know that it's hard going out second, at least it's not first, but it is second and first on your tribe. So I appreciate And a brutal blindside and the people you thought you were working with voted for you as well. Um, you know, did you still have a good experience? Yeah, it was a good experience. I've always wanted to do something like this and, um, you know, I'm glad I actually didn't, didn't make the cut and then someone pulled out and then I made the cut. So that was a bit lucky. Um, you know, very excited, super, you know, grateful for the, for being allowed in. Um, would love to do it again, um, probably in a longer well, setting. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I thought you were uh, fantastic. I think it was a really unlucky end for you, and I think you absolutely should apply for other LRGs. Um, as someone who's done the casting for some, I can tell you that there is often a struggle to find women. Um, I tell you what, if you're a straight white guy, you better be fucking amazing because there's a bazillion of you applying for these things, myself <laughs> included. Uh, but but in terms of actual um, other contestants, diversity and also female applicants, uh, it's harder. I, I think part of it is a lot of women will go, I don't know if I should sign up to go sleep with a bunch of strangers in a campsite in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know any of these people. This is an incredibly unsafe decision um but you know with the community growing and people getting to know people at least you know you've seen them on this or talked to them in some places i think people can feel more comfortable that they're a safe environment which they are um but you would have a lot of success just based on the presence you had here and uh being that you know a lot of these allergies are screaming for fantastic women contestants so i think you should apply please do <laughs> no bucket I think Canberra is casting at the moment. Canberra and Brisbane, so apply. Okay. Yeah. I'll, Everything's I'll like Canberra. Yeah. Canberra's a fantastic one. They'll be going into their fourth season this time, and you know these shows they only get better and better as each season happens. As people get the organizers get more experience and get a bit more familiar with approaching, get more helpers. Because what generally happens is um, everyone that played, like half of the cast that played the first one, will come back and help. The second one, and suddenly you've got like double the crew, and that can yeah. that just makes it so much easier to like put on the show. Um, so uh, people are very positive <laughs> towards you in the chat. Um, uh, Maddie P, Pikachu, Maddie Pikachu says, "Amazing, uh, Amanda for LRG All Stars." That doesn't exist yet, but if there was one, he thinks you should be on it. Um, Merlene wants you to please play again, maybe she should, so she can blindside you a second time. Uh, <laughs> Eli, Eli says you need a second chance. Maddie Pikachu again here says, uh, um, no, I think he's just talking about everything, but he says, giving you more kudos. Uh, and, and Shane's just talking about how cold Canberra is. <laughs> That's, Kate is clearly one, you Shane don't care one, about the cold if you're saying yeah. do the challenge without gloves. So Shane is once again ignoring, just, ignoring I'm just very the... Uh, I'm very competitive. And, you know, if one, once people get to know me, they'll know that, you know, I'm a joker. Um, I love to have fun, you know, I just want to make everyone happy kind of thing. And initially I think the vibe was, you know, uh, I, I was a bit, I was a bit colder and I was trying to joke about my, like me being unfit and stuff like that. I'm, I'm super fit generally. Um, <laughs> you wrote that, <laughs> just, you, did you write that in your, was it you or Jazz no, that wrote you were unfit? Lizzie. In your, oh, it was Lizzie that wrote that. Okay. Yeah. You were making comments about being unfit, but you're actually yeah, I fit. Made, I made a few, I made, I did a confessional and then I told them my tribe that I was unfit. Do you think that's a are. good idea in retrospect? I don't know. I was just trying to trying to lighten the mood and, you know, trying to build a bit of personality, bond with people a bit, you know, um, yeah. and then just trying to prove them wrong and hopefully, you know, like, oh, shit, we won the challenge or you were, like, you did great. And then it'll be like, you know, 
Yay! <laughs> you know, I was just yeah, oh, yeah, you're playing yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. that. <laughs> Does it come yeah, back? Sounds like a two-day game definitely would uh, yeah. would work better for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Amanda, Danny says, I think Amanda would have been a super dangerous player if she'd gotten deep in the game. You're just getting nothing but love and respect from your fellow contestants in the chat. I agree. I think, I think we definitely saw a lot of potential there. And uh, I, for one, was very disappointed we didn't get to see it play out. So they just, Leah just identified you as, as the threat you were and executed an amazing move to take you out. Um, and it's the sort of thing that, you know, we comment about, we watch here, we say, what an amazing move. But there's always someone who gets hurt by the amazing move, and that was you. And obviously you've taken it like a sport, taken it as the game that it is. You've come on here and talked about it, which we really appreciate. Um, so thank you so much for making the time. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're very welcome. And look, hopefully you go to Edge of Extinction and get back in the game and we interview you again later in the season. Yeah. Uh, Better watch putting up yeah, the fire. Like I said in the yeah. exit, I'm going to get them all. So. And one more here from Leah. Uh, she told you that you were just too dangerous. Um, so you're getting a lot of respect and that's and that's what you want to see. Um, people, people saw you as a dangerous player and that's how we all want to be seen on these things. Um, so the next episode will be on Sunday at 7.30 tune in and then we'll be back like always on the thursday thereafter to lead you into the weekend to lead you into the weekend of lrg australia with melbourne still airing on saturday and then sydney on sunday um and jules doing two podcasts a week we'll be back on the tuesday pod of the orca the honorary orcas as you are now called for melbourne um so stay tuned to the lrg channel and stay tuned to all the socials for melbourne and Sydney, Canberra, and Brisbane are casting for anyone watching that are interested in that and applying for their shows. Um, thank you, everyone, who came into the comments and put through their commentary this episode. Thank you, Amanda, for making the time to come on and give us your insights. And thank you, Jules, for joining me and providing all your uh, fantastic commentary. I think we did great without anybody else. We just we don't need anyone. Just we don't need up. anyone else. It's fine, just yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so everyone have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Lovely to meet you guys. Have a good day. Bye.